For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I think being confused is a part of the process. So don't take it too seriously. Uh, maybe initially just go along the flow and uh, along the way just uh, look for things that you really like. You're about to enter the Akyang Podcast. Akyang Podcast. India's first and very own architecture podcast where you'll hear the insights, experiences, and journeys from India's leading architects. No matter what your skill level is, together we'll build on our knowledge and share architecture's greatest stories ever told. Now, here's your host, Manish Paul Simon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Akyan Podcast. Today we have with us Ame Kandal Goankar. So he's an architect, architectural photographer, and also he's the founder of Amazing Architect. That's A-M-E-Y-Z-I-N-G underscore architect on Instagram. Go check it out right now because he creates some amazing, stunning, photorealistic renders of not the ordinary architecture. Rather, he stretches his creative abilities and plays around with utopian and surreal architecture. Go check it out right now. His work is brilliant to say the least. And it was great to have him on this podcast. We got to listen to his story, how he got started. He presently works in Canada and he runs his own firm called Candle Design. And he's also a graduate from JJ School of Architecture. So there's so much to expect. And he also shares a lot of secrets on how he makes his images who he follows, where he gets his inspiration from, how architectural photography had a great influence, and loads, loads more. So there's a lot of value in this episode. I would definitely recommend you guys to listen it right from the start all the way through. If you want more on the episode, like podcast show notes and links, head to our website, which is akyan.com slash 36. Also do follow us on Instagram. I try to put up stuff on a daily basis although it never happens but i'm trying my best and also do check out the new course which is on our website which is the complete sketch up and v-ray course for interior design there's so much to learn from that as well i've shared like half the content on youtube and the rest of it which is the part where you get into v-ray is on our udemy website do check it out by heading to arkyan.com slash courses there's also a 55 percent discount by the way I hope all of y'all are doing safe and well. Please stay at home. Do not venture out. Uh, we were never asked to go into war. We were only asked to sit at home. I'm sure you guys can do that. Please sit at home. Please maintain a good hygiene, which is also important. And hope for the best. We'll definitely overcome this grim scenario, which is happening right now because of the COVID coronavirus. But we'll definitely overcome and come out smarter by the end of all this. All right, with that said, let's head to the episode with Ame Kandal Kuanka. Let's go. All right, so before we jump into your journey, uh, give us your brief on how you got into architecture, whether it's something you always wanted to do as a kid. Uh, as a kid, uh, I was good at drawing, uh, and my father saw the potential in that. Hmm. So 
for eight years, I trained as a as a painter and artist. Oh, nice. So while in school, like every Sunday, he would take me, like, you know, we would travel like for an hour to go to this drawing class on every Sunday. Mm. And you spend two, three hours over there learning how to draw, paint. And uh, in 99, uh, when I was 13, Hmm. I, I participated in this national competition, uh, which is called Balashri. I don't know if you've heard of it. Right. Uh, it's organized by uh, President of India. I mean, like kind of under President of India, but it's a separate organization called uh, Bal Bhavan. Okay. And I, I won that competition. Oh, wow. Uh, nice. And I got to meet uh, the President of India at that time, who was uh, K.R. Narayanan. Hmm. Nice. And uh, yeah. So that kind of really set up my journey, like the direction of my journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, like my, my father was going against, like me going against to you know an, an art school because, you know, for the, all the uncertainty that comes with it. Yeah. So for me, it was like, okay, you know, uh, architecture is something that comes close to it. Mm. That, you know, it gives you enough creative uh, freedom and... It's all. I was also good at maths and sciences, so I thought, okay, it could be a good balance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I think I decided very early that I wanted to do architecture. Like, I would say I was 15, maybe, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So, did you feel that uh, when you enrolled into architecture school, you study in JJ School of Architecture, right? Correct. So, did it, it's one of the oldest schools in uh, India, so must have met your expectations above and beyond, right? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I think okay. this is not only JJ, but like what I'm going to say is applies to all the architectural education in India mm-hmm. that, you know, it's way behind time mm-hmm. and there is like you know, urgently they need to update the syllabus and just just change the whole <laughs> of it because uh, what it lacks is the discussion on ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more about yeah books and, you know, uh, the technologies that were being used 50 years ago. Yeah. Like we were still just learning the basics of concrete that time. But now, you know, there is no discussion on new materials, nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, but yeah, the ideas is something the most important that I felt were not being discussed enough. We had few good professors uh, who, who, you know, had discussion on ideas but mm. apart from that like jeju offers a good atmosphere and the library is probably amazing but yeah otherwise it was a bit of a failure i, I wish i could uh, take back those five years <laughs> but i'm sure like uh, the best part about architecture school is the network right you build a good network coming out of those schools yes you do uh, but still i felt like there was not even enough competitive environment there Mm. it was more relaxed and that didn't really motivate you to work hard Mm -hmm. on you know on your designs or anything i think that is missing in our architecture schools that yeah that that no that that air is missing i feel Mm. but uh, i'm sure like back then you may not have known that uh, that was missing in architecture school but how did you build this uh, opinion about it uh, after I went for my master's. Okay. Uh, so Where over did there, you complete your master's? Yeah, I did in UK at University College London. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the the name of the college is the Bartlett uh, Faculty of Built Environment, mm-hmm. which is also like 
one of the oldest institutions in UK, like more than 150 years old. Right. And like in Mumbai, you have uh, Rachana Sansad, which is the Academy of Architecture, which kind of broke out of JJ. Okay. And in London, you have Architectural Association, which oh, broke out of UCL. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of. So, yeah, like the both Bartlett and AA, they are like, you know, few hundred meters away from each other. Mm-hmm. And they share a lot of events. Uh, the atmosphere they are offer is, of course, amazing. And as I said before, uh, what was missing in like in education in India, like mm-hmm. the discussion on ideas, was heavily emphasized mm-hmm. right. in these institutions. Uh, so, like, it was a one-year course, and uh, I think I spent for six months unlearning what I had done, learned before, okay. <laughs> because. I was just not able to grasp what was going on. Right, right. Yeah, like everything was just going above head. And yeah, I think at the end of six months, I started to get the hang of it. Like, okay, what it was about. Hmm. And uh, yeah, and then I had another six months to make up. <laughs> and must have been pretty intense, right? Yeah, very intense. Because it was uh, from the start of the year, you are directly working on your thesis. Hmm. Uh, there were no lectures mm. only once a week you meet your tutor for two hours that's it rest of the time you are on your own working alone mm. and if you if you are lost uh, it's it's really depressing right right it was like very very tough uh and but that's that's part of the experience you go through that experience and you come out better and you know at the end it's really amazing but many students don't make it through the entire you know oh. they really struggle then they have to take an extension but, mm. you know, uh, very tough course, uh, like it's purely architectural design. Like mm. you are just focusing on how to do uh, better designs. Again, the, this course was something that uh, I, I selected by accident. Right, right. Because, you know, back then everybody was, uh, you know, doing masters. So, you know, you have that Josh in you that, oh, okay, you know, let's go be independent and, uh you know, take the master's degree, but uh, the danger is uh, from from outside, you don't really know what they're offering. Even mm. if you like spend time reading on the website, yeah. you, you go there and, you know, it is quite possible that you come across something else. That has happened to some of my friends that they were not like happy at all mm. with the courses because they, it wasn't just what they expected. But fortunately for me, I think uh, it was very good. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, very happy that I did that. Awesome. Now, I want to jump into the various uh, tools that you've used. But before that, for the benefit of our listeners, could you briefly tell us like about the application process and getting into these uh, schools? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, well, I did that 10 years ago. So probably things might have changed a bit. Hmm. Uh, I think we went through... Uh, uh, educational like consultant agent in Mumbai. Right, right. And you just uh, like tell them, okay, these are the five schools that I, we want to go through, and they basically help you through the process, mm. uh, like writing, like collecting recommendation letters, writing your interest letters, mm. uh, then like collecting all your like school mark sheets and you know all your past achievements certificates and you just all bundle them bundle them together and send them also you have to attach your uh, portfolio 
mm-hmm. basically showing uh, your school work and the professional work that you have done uh, i do have one advice is like if somebody is thinking of doing masters it's better to do after you are 30 <laughs> i think uh, when you do it early mm-hmm. when you are 25 Mm. you are too young you don't really understand what's going on right right it could be <clears throat> could be a waste of money you know because you can you know you can only do it once mm. and uh, if you don't have the understanding uh, then you know you are not going to get much out of it mm-hmm. so my advice is like 30 is a bit late i know uh, but that's when you really start to understand what architecture is about so yeah my advice is for people like you know work in the field you know understand how things really work and then go for the masters like the famous example is a uh, jeffrey bawa architect the sri lankan architect he was mm-hmm. a lawyer yeah, and he yeah, started absolutely. his art architecture education at the age of 37 yeah so <laughs> there is no like it's never late yeah so yeah and there are few architects anyway. like tada wando who is a boxer and then truck driver and then he got into architecture right exactly exactly there are many like that yeah All right. Uh, could you briefly tell us about uh, you did your thesis on anomalous islands, right? Oh yeah. I'm sure like your thesis in MR could have been way different than BR thesis. Yes. So yeah. Could so you... this anomalous islands is my MR thesis. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what what exactly is that? Like how complex is it? Well, actually, <clears throat> it's not complex. Uh, it looks complex. Hmm. The idea is very simple behind it. uh so when we were in this course they they encourage you to take up uh, a site and analyze it and find the problem that exists there and you can you know provide your solutions through mm-hmm. your architectural intervention mm-hmm. uh well again like coming from india i had no idea and you know uh, you see like when you land there you they show you the past years work you know mm-hmm. like from the past year students mm. and the work is so beautiful so complex it really overwhelms you mm. so yeah like it it kind of throws you off more than you know just getting into it mm. but anyway uh, they they help you to like identify the the the, the sites you know you know so my so my tutor he asked us that okay you know uh, you have to select a site along the coast of uk and mm. he uh, asked us to look at some documentaries that he gave and through that i selected this uh, site of an island which is called the brown sea island on right. the south coast of uk and then uh, we went there i mean you have to go by yourself so i went there and studied the island like what it was the history and the ecosystem and the animals that live on it because it is a nature reserve that 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 island hmm. and then you they like my tutor encouraged me to find the problems that exist on that island and how you can address those so uh, in south of uk they have this species of red squirrels which is endangered and which only exists on that island right and the rest of the uk has been overwhelmed by uh, the gray squirrels which are from america and they kind of push uh, red squirrels out of the territory right right so this is the only place where you find it so then i you know i went into researching these red squirrels uh, i found what was the problem that okay uh, the squirrels when they come on the ground they get attacked by the ground predators like foxes hmm. so 
then that kind of reduces their numbers. So how do you protect them? So you build the nesting grounds for the squirrels on the trees mm-hmm. because uh, squirrels come to the ground in summer to bury the seeds and in winter they like they build they basically they build their food cache so in winter they collect the seeds as a source of food mm-hmm. so to avoid that you make an art architectural intervention in it that you put these burial grounds floating in the air so the squirrels don't have to come down and then you are changing this relationship in the nature between the squirrel and the fox Mm-hmm. So, so you're basically like then you're designing like then you are using your creativity to you know make these cool structures floating in the air. So yes, it's actually the idea is very simple behind it, but you know the the visuals add the sophistication and the complexity. So this is just one example. But there are more examples of like sea birds and spiders and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going through your uh, MRC portfolio, and it seems uh, there's a lot of, you know, it's like a lot of nature in the design, right? Yeah. Uh, again, this is I I went uh, like took this path of nature, but other students took many many variety of things. You know, mm. somebody worked in urban environments, somebody worked in industrial environments, somebody worked in natural environments. So, yeah, you have a complete freedom of doing whatever you like. but so, you don't need yeah. like a solid understanding of a particular tool which can help you achieve the results right like in your case uh, you worked on grasshopper or rhino or something right uh in my masters yes back then i was using rhino a lot hmm. so yeah i did rhino servers that time but some students were just producing hand drawings okay okay you know yeah and not like some some were using other softwares one girl was uh, using a 3d scanner to scan the movement of her hands and creating some shapes out of it oh, wow. so you know like again like there is just infinite ways of expressing you know or like using different mediums to express your ideas uh, there was another chinese girl who was just uh, doing laser cut models and mm. you know like creating like complex shapes out of it so yeah Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, in uh, art external juries, they also make an emphasis on the working drawings and all that, right? How much knowledge you have, the technicalities. But uh, yeah, in your case, it was more of the ideation and being more abstract, right? Exactly. I think idea is the most important thing. <clears throat> uh, this the technical knowledge. Okay, it's good to have, and you should have. but uh, as you build your team you know those things are get get taken care of by other people yeah you know? yeah so you are not like i mean yeah just the understanding is enough you don't have to really go into the depths of it all right idea comes first always awesome so what were your next steps uh, after you completed your masters in architecture I went back to no. I worked in RMJM in London for six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually I worked on a project in Chennai, a residential development. Right. From there, uh, it was for Tata, and uh, at the end of it, uh, RMJM didn't really have more work. So that was you know I only had six months contract there. Okay. Uh, overall, like the UK economy wasn't in a great shape back then, so I I made a decision to come back to Mumbai. Mm-hmm. and i worked uh, came back and worked again with tanks studios for a couple of years and uh, in that period i met my fiance future fiance online uh, actually like she's also from mumbai but 
she was already living in shanghai oh nice nice yeah so that's how i made a decision to you know go to shanghai oh, uh, awesome. i thought okay, it would be a new cool experience you know experience a new culture a new city hmm. and yeah it was amazing i ended up uh, spending five years in shanghai hmm. uh, worked in three different offices and yeah like worked with people with different cultures and i think i think that's very important that you know the exchange of ideas with different cultures so yeah yeah you did build a very strong portfolio as well right because it's not so easy to land a job in shanghai and all that uh i was lucky i guess uh, i think i kind of landed an interview even before i reached there okay and okay. i uh, i think i just like found a list like online of like offices in shanghai and i just applied all of them okay and yeah. when this rta office a spanish company they uh <clears throat> called me for an interview so i landed in like few days i had an interview and uh <clears throat> they were not very <clears throat> sorry they were yeah. not very uh i mean i offered them an inter- like i'll do an internship and that's how they hired me <laughs> because oh, i was nice. just like okay i wanted to get my foot in the door and so a couple of months of internship and they liked me and they hired me uh but i only worked for a year over there like uh, again 2014 15 china market wasn't very doing well mm-hmm. uh, after that it kind of picked up so that company kind of shut down in a year oh, wow so, yeah then i moved on like then i spent one year uh, fully exploring architectural photography mm, nice because i was kind of not happy with my architectural journey i was like okay this too unstable uh, again like i wasn't speaking the chinese language so Uh, it was difficult to get into like many offices okay but you somehow sustained yourself through photography yeah i thought like okay you know what uh, let's quit architecture literally i was like okay let's quit architecture and uh, do architectural photography because uh, that was something i've been doing for a long time right uh, since i started my architecture education right right uh, and i thought okay it would be you know interesting to explore that so i built my website and you know again i spent a year uh, looking for work but i didn't get much mm. and at the end of but yeah but i did create this one art project called uh, shanghai dark deco kind of a thing so okay i uh, shanghai has a collection of lot of art deco buildings which uh, i kind of made a black and white photo series on it and that kind of got published uh, in many places uh, it, it really you know nice. gave, gave gave me a lot of exposure mm. and through that actually then the work started coming mm-hmm. but uh, also at the end of the year i got a, a job interview in architecture by an accident and i thought okay you know let's see if it is good and that's how i got back into architecture because i was like the <clears throat> the uncertainty of income you know i i wasn't very happy with hmm. the job kind of again gave me some stability and then i worked in shanghai for another three years mm-hmm. and nice. around that time uh like you know i, I was turning 30 and i was again like you question your life's choices when you're 30 you know <laughs> so uh around that time then i made a decision to start this instagram channel hmm uh that okay you know 
like nobody was letting me build my designs <laughs> mm-hmm. so i thought okay maybe it would be interesting to at least start building a catalog of ideas mm. and you know just start posting online uh, maybe you know in future when a right client turns up i could you know dip into those ideas nice awesome yeah i think that like, uh, the designs which you make on site which undergoes a lot of changes right it doesn't really yes. bring out the actual creativity in you but uh, exploring it in the visual medium and trying to push your limits is uh, always uh, always useful for, as an architect right yes uh, but you know you are you are an incomplete architect uh, when you're only posting online hmm. i think the real challenge is working in the real world mm-hmm. uh like you know the, the the changes that you mentioned that you go through i think you know those are the part of our field and you know can't really do away with that i think actually working within the constraints is actually uh you know that the challenge makes you a better architect i feel mm-hmm. because right now for me it's like okay you know you just cook up an idea in your head and no make visuals for it <clears throat> it's fun it's easy but you know it doesn't really not necessarily makes you a better architect hmm so yeah that's just my opinion on it yeah and would you say that uh, since you did your masters and building that ideation kind of a zone in your head uh, helped you create more ideas and come up with uh, even more interesting renders Yes, uh, definitely yeah. Uh yeah, like <clears throat> I always had this idea in my head but I thought okay, you know, maybe it's time to start recording them because uh no matter how amazing ideas you have in your head if, if people don't see them, you know, they're not going to hire you for them, you know. Mm. So yeah, I thought this was the best way and uh Instagram was already big, you know, you I saw so many examples of, you know, people just posting ideas regularly building their good profile hmm. and i thought okay you know maybe this is a this is a good platform all right and uh, what are the tools that you use to uh, create your images so my base software is a uh, cinema 4d right uh sometimes i use rhino also <clears throat> like cinema 4d is very similar to 3d max hmm. uh, but i feel it is uh, much less complicated than 3d max mm mm-hmm. so gives you more freedom of expression uh then for rendering i use octane render which is a graphic card based uh, real time render hmm. and uh, i <clears throat> use a lot of materials from polygon and uh quixel mega scans nice so nice. a lot of my environments the rocks and they, they come from quixel mega scans okay Yeah and yeah these are these are the basic tools i use yes and you do use photoshop as well right uh not a lot not a lot uh, just for brightness contrast that's it but oh, wow. otherwise everything is 3d yeah nice so the vegetation everything is uh models yeah, yeah, in your yeah all 3d all 3d yeah nice nice all right uh so how when did your instagram account start uh, blowing up Uh, now you have like over 40000 uh, followers but uh, when did you start picking yes. up face uh, on instagram i uh, started my channel on september 2018 hmm. 
I think it really started picking up in exactly a year ago or year ago in March 2019. Right. Uh, when I made the post of <coughs> House Inside a Rock. Okay. I think that one got published a lot everywhere and that like in in like in a, in a very short time I got a lot of followers and nice. then since then it's gradually growing. Yes. So you post a image every once in a week or uh... Is it like... That's the aim, but that not, does not necessarily happen. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, how long does it take you to make uh, an image? Yeah, one week. So, uh, first day, just research. Like, you know, I, I take up one good architect. I just uh, research all about his work, you know, try to understand uh, the thought process that they have employed in their work. Hmm. And, you know, uh, I'm not looking for inspiration. I'm just, you know, learning about architecture. Hmm. Uh, then I have this uh, book uh, called Architecture of Indian Subcontinent by this Japanese architect called Takio Kamiya. Mm-hmm. And I just uh, browse through that book. It is a documentation of like 600 projects in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just pick a <clears throat> project that I like and I try to do a contemporary interpretation on it. Uh, sometimes is that book or sometimes it's just some project that I've seen somewhere. Uh, but it's mostly uh, related to architectural heritage. You know, like uh, I've done interpretations of uh, uh, Chinese pagoda and Chinese houses and mm-hmm. Chinese temples. Or, you know, like this uh, house inside a rock was an interpretation of these uh, rock cut tombs that exist in Saudi Arabia. Right, right. So, yeah. So I like to uh, borrow from our architectural heritage and uh, throw an interpretation on it, like a contemporary interpretation. Uh, it's easier that way that because then you don't have to really spend time thinking about the idea. You just know. Like you have a, a clear goal, what you want to do. And it's also playing uh, around with it, right? Doodling and uh, finding the best uh, form. Yes, exactly. Like a couple of days, just actually one day just goes in sketching completely. Hmm. Uh, just trying out different options, how they, you know, how they might look, you're trying to imagine. And then uh, later, a couple of days, it's purely modeling process. And then couple of days of rendering and then so hopefully at the end of the week you have a project but sometimes it happens you are not happy at the end of the week and you're starting again so yeah that has happened a few times all right so what is the goal uh, what is your goal behind starting this page or did you have any goals or was it just that you wanted to showcase your work and I, i'm sure you, you're not making any money out of it right no, no, no money out of it. So, yeah, as a, my goal was to basically start my own practice. And I thought this would be a good precursor to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Shanghai, when I was working at this uh, Spanish company, the last one, uh, I had a good free time after work, you know, which is very rare for architects. So, and my wife was already in Canada. She had already moved ahead for a year. Oh, nice. And so I had a lot of free time in the evening. So I thought, okay, you know, uh, I wanted to utilize this uh, free time doing these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, as I said before, you know, like, 
I designed a lot of uh, projects yeah. through the last 10 years uh, while, I, while I was in Mumbai and in Shanghai. But none of them really got built. Okay, uh, okay. Like the clients would always reject them, you know, make changes. So, you know, I was really unhappy with that. And I thought, okay, you know, at least I will have this, uh, like, I will at least explore them in visual world yeah. or like virtual world rather. That's how it started. Do you feel yeah. that you'll be getting into even virtual reality? Maybe later on. Yes, later on. I think it's not as commonplace as, you know, as I would like. But it will be really amazing to really experience these buildings because a uh, smartphone really gives you this small window, hmm. you know, and it is very difficult to convey the entire architectural experience through that. Hmm. I think virtual reality will do a great job of it. Yeah, I think we're living the future, right? So you may not know, like maybe in the future, we'll all be sitting at home and uh, visualizing architects' worlds, right? Yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, they're already doing that a lot in China, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. that uh, uh, let's say you, you want to buy a house. So you go to the sales office and over there they have these virtual reality sets. Mm-hmm. And basically that allows you to walk through the future house and see the views through the windows. Mm-hmm. You know, that's they're, they're already using it in marketing that nice. way. Yeah, so hopefully to next in in few years we will have you know a social media based on virtual reality, which might you know allow us to share all these experiences. Yeah, that would be amazing to go through your spaces yeah. and. Uh, yeah, that that would be amazing. Yeah, and uh, are you p- picking up on some Unreal Engine skills because uh, that also seems to be closer to uh, uh, hyper realism, yes. right? Yes, Unreal is yeah. Unreal Engine is very good, but I already got into this, and it's you know, it's, it's difficult purpose. to switch platforms that easily. Yeah, yeah, because again, uh, I spend so much time on ideas. Hmm. It's like you wanna stop learning the software at some point, you know, and just focus on ideas. So, yeah, yeah, and now uh, you have your own studio, right? Well. It's just one man studio right now, <laughs> but yes, I have uh, my own. Like I've registered my own office here. Yes. So, could you briefly tell us about your transition to Canada? Was your wife also an architect? No, she's a mechanical engineer. Okay. Uh, so, like we, while we were in Shanghai, uh, I mean, China is not a place that you could be forever. Hmm. That okay? It's it's great for a short time, but you are always a foreigner over there. So. We thought, okay, you know, the next uh, migration could be either Canada or Australia, but we made a decision to go to Canada. And uh, once we got the uh, residency, uh, my we decided, okay, we'll do a gradual transition. So my wife went first, mm-hmm. uh, like she settled down, and then I followed her after a year. And uh, I always knew that Canada is not like a very ideal place for architects. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you, why is that so? The population is so small, okay. like 35 million only. Mm-hmm. So they are not really building a lot here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, unlike in China or India, you know, mm-hmm. we have so many projects going on. Over here, the, the market is already saturated enough. Uh, but in Vancouver, they are, they are building a lot of private homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a good market for it. But uh, coming from outside, uh, finding a job 
is not like very hard but finding a job at a good architecture office is hard okay so uh like uh over here they like everybody's aiming for registration as an architect yeah so these offices they prefer to hire somebody who is already in the middle of that process so it's a five year process okay so when you're coming somebody as a new uh they are not very like you will have to start at the at the base you know okay as to, an intern to get into that process yeah so, so if somebody wants to come here they should come very early hmm. but uh if you come later like you should be prepared to work in something that you know that is related to architecture but not exactly architecture so i know few people who are working with developers and what maybe architects? with companies yeah Okay. Yeah, well, architects. Yes. So you uh, you started your own firm in Canada. Yes. But you do have the license also, right? Because I think uh, procuring the license is a little difficult in Canada. No, I don't have my license. I'm uh, so I I cannot call myself an architect here. Okay. You can call yourself an architectural designer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but if you want to build here, I'll have to collaborate with somebody who is already licensed. Okay. And then only I can build here. But do you feel that would you will go through the process? So the process is yeah like uh there there is an examination like there are many examinations I think I haven't really gotten into like under like the research of it. But what I know from outside is like yeah there are some examinations then you have to work with other licensed architects for at least 2 3 years and you know then there are interviews and it's it's a very complicated process it's not as easy in india <laughs> but uh, financially i think you must be making it work right well so uh, financially uh, i depend on architectural photography okay, okay so i make uh, regular trips to china to shoot projects mm. uh, yeah so i already have a lot of clients there uh, so yeah i like every 2 3 months i go there to shoot projects nice nice all right so uh, coming back uh, to amazing architects so what plans do you have for this uh, ig page and uh, where do you see your, yourself in the few coming few years mm i think like right now i think i'm still uh, trying to understand what it is and like st- still learning a lot of things on along the way i mean only recently i feel like i'm or like starting to understand what architecture is about you know what architectural design is about mm. you know before it was only like just the random idea pops into your head and you you know you work on it but now i'm trying to like develop this process like the work process to you know really focus on one direction mm-hmm. uh so yeah i i and like while going like going into the future i would like to you know follow a particular path or a particular direction uh, in terms of my ideas and in terms of the expression of the buildings and uh, and hopefully like sooner or later someone will turn up and say okay you know i want to build your ideas nice. i mean i do already uh, get offers like mm-hmm. people do approach me on instagram that live designer house but uh, many times it's like people just casually asking you know yeah yeah they are not very serious clients uh, again they come from like 
recently i had an inquiry from italy you know before i had a inquiries from saudi arabia mm-hmm. also from us mm-hmm. so but they are not as frequent as i would like so i think maybe as my followers grow maybe more people will start approaching right. so i just have to you know follow this path and i hope it works and uh, do you feel that you'll make a transition to the 3d visualization space for the architectural visual, uh, visualization industry uh-huh. never because i see myself as a designer and not as a visualizer it's just a tool that i use you know because mm-hmm. it's the most effective tool mm-hmm. to convey the ideas and like to kind of show them in their final form you know the the pencil sketches or you know other mediums like study models may not be as effective in i mean the architects would enjoy them for sure but uh, you know a common observer uh, may not really understand them so well so the visuals really help you do that but that's it that's all the role they play in my in my field i mean in my world uh i'll always be a designer or architectural photographer awesome uh this is uh, rather informal but uh, your sense of most of your designs are like out of the box and really creative right uh, do you smoke any <laughs> some do you smoke something <laughs> uh no actually i have uh, like in canada uh like the cannabis is legal but i haven't really smoked them a lot maybe a few times with my friends but uh they are not part of my work process no all right so yeah so that's just it's just your talk right like you'd be more creative if you're high and all that uh i think uh it's like you have to go for what works for you for mm. some people it works mm-hmm. no uh i think but yeah like it's it's uh, as you said it it could be a lot of talk also because i think what matters is that uh like you just do this thing you know like what you like every day mm. you know uh like there are tough days when you don't have ideas but you have to push through them and you know like uh, if behind every like three bad ideas you'll get one good one you know hmm. it's not like you're going to like a hit uh, you know a boundary on every ball you know you have to look at it like that there will be uh, bad days and i think this whole uh, like you know the smoking could be looked at as a quick fix to that you know mm-hmm. so from outside it sounds very attractive that oh you know maybe that person is you know using some tricks to get there but you know there are no tricks there you just have to like give yourself completely into it you know and just keep doing it every day uh, it's it's a matter of like yeah discipline and also takes a lot of adjustment because you know uh, i'm not really making any money out of it so mm. you know just a matter of discipline and dedication and you know if you are regular at it you will you will become good at it that that's all you know there is there are no there are no shortcuts yeah all right and uh, nowadays uh, i'm sure you heard of design computation and uh, making designs uh, by coding right so have you uh, also incorporated some amount of uh, computational into your designs uh recently no in the past uh yes i did explore grasshopper a bit but the computational was never my thing you know uh, i like that manual control on design hmm of how things go i think a uh, competition uh i mean i think a lot of people are already doing good work in it and you know 
uh, they're way ahead of me and it, like to in order to get into that it's kind of a different direction i feel so yeah i'm recently i'm not not quite following that did you feel that yeah you're an architectural photographer so in a way even architectural photography helped you make uh, better images in, and better lighting in your renders right definitely i think it makes me a better designer like a lot uh, firstly it allows me to travel which hmm. i really enjoy see new places and uh, like get to document these amazing buildings and you know again that's a learning experience because you're walking through spaces and you are understanding the thought process that goes into those so you have this first hand experience and uh, yeah as you said like uh, it automatically reflects in how i am capturing my my designs you know i'm always thinking like an like a photographer when mm-hmm. i'm you know like when i'm doing renders that okay this angle is nice or that angle is nice and so yes it uh, i think they they both Uh, like the the design and the photography they both feed off of each other and make each other better yeah absolutely yes. and do you feel that you would get into even videography no <laughs> videography is a totally different and very complex field hmm. uh like photography for me is very easy you know it's just uh, uh, like a, a small tool you carry in your hand and it's just one one click Uh, videography also involves a lot of post production very heavy post production hmm. uh, it's a it's a very different complex beast yeah and what is the gear that you use for your uh, photography uh, i have a nikon full frame slr and uh, i have some shift lenses uh, that like you know the they are used in architecture hmm. like uh, the lenses they shift so they keep the keep the lines vertical oh right right uh, okay yeah yeah lens the perspective shift. correction lenses yeah, yeah. yeah nice so i have some of them and yeah uh, that's that's basic and of course a good tripod uh, i like to keep my gear to minimum uh, because uh, the big part of architectural photography is a lot of walking you know you are like in the field like 12 hours more than 12 hours sometimes mm. and uh, when you're walking so much you know you want to carry less weight on your back as i said before like it's it's very easy i feel like it doesn't really satisfy me as a designer because uh, you are always a uh, an observer you're playing a role of an observer and a, and a, and a documenter hmm. you know uh, so i was never happy when i was just doing it full time hmm. you know i always need to uh, like i have this need to create things so i feel like okay uh, no it helps me be a better architect but i don't want to do it full time yeah uh i'm sure you follow even ivan ban's uh, work right yes uh yeah ivan ban yeah, he is like another league completely he's like at the at the top of the field totally all right so so where do you get your inspiration from mm-hmm. in architectural photography i haven't really looked for any inspirations because <clears throat> being an architect i think uh, you already like you know being an architect and designer i'm always like trying to analyze designs so it's like kind of always thinking oh you know this is this could have been you know done a little differently or you know this part is nice this part is not nice so i think being a good photographer i think you also have to be a good critic on the design 
and i think that's how my photographer works in me you no know, i'm not looking for inspirations i'm just walking the building uh, like having a conversation with the architecture and like just understand it and you know document the best of it and maybe try to hide the defects of it so uh, yeah it's just it's just a hands on physical activity in the field uh, rather than looking for inspiration all right which was your favorite project that you've uh, photographed i haven't like uh, large mixed use to residential project that i shot in uh, in a small city in china called uh, hefei hmm. it was designed by this uh, french architect called uh, thierry milo mm-hmm. uh, thierry milo and yeah very interesting very large but I, it's not a very well known project so me just talking about it will not really you know convey the <clears throat> convey the architectural aspect of it but yeah it was a very large urban design uh, like mixed use um, like office residential project and yeah uh, yeah that's all i can say <laughs> all right and uh, since you're also into uh, 3d modeling and rendering do you feel that in your instagram in the future you would ha- have images hybrid images of both a photograph and also a rendering within that yeah i've always wondered about it, but uh like you know i want to walk uh, in vancouver and you know take pictures and make uh, architectural insertions in that mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know like i think i feel comfortable just walking on my desktop all the time so maybe i'm lazy to go out and do that because you know it's so easy now to create these environments in 3d mm-hmm. so and it just gives you a lot of freedom so yeah uh yeah i would like to do that but also it's like because i'm just one man team you know i hope uh, in future i hope like i can you know delegate my responsibilities with my team so then i can you know explore these all these different different things nice and do you feel we will also pick up on uh, there's few new renderers render engines which has come out like a corona renders and all that oh there are many <clears throat> but you you're happy with octane uh, yeah again it's like they're all very good and again it's just a tool you know one should not should never really emphasize on that mm. just uh, go with what you like and explore it to the maximum like i mean you have vray you have corona you have arnold you have uh, blender then mm. octane uh, just just like pick up uh, what you're comfortable with uh, the good thing about blender is that it's free mm-hmm. completely the software and the render engine that comes in it nice so and on and unreal engine is also free i think yeah 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 so that way that those places would be you know that those softwares would be a good place to start uh, octane and cinema 4d are very expensive so sometimes i regret that but yeah uh, again tool doesn't matter but how did you pick up on these skills were there certain resources that you used yeah just youtube okay uh, i was following a work of this uh, artist called people uh, like uh, his name is real name is mike winkleman and his, the instagram channel is people crap okay. so this guy has been posting an image like a 3d image every day for last 10 or 12 years now oh wow he has more than million followers and What's uh, one should check out his work people b e p l e and dot crap crap is c r a p oh nice 
and yeah he i think he was a big inspiration for me because uh i saw him creating these amazing images i mean he was using cinema 4d and octane as well that's mm-hmm. how i uh, got into those softwares and i saw him like creating these amazing things every day and uh, he was a big inspiration for me to get into this you know uh, doing this instagram every day uh, although uh, architecture projects are not that easy to you know finish in a day <laughs> hmm. so that takes me a week but yeah uh, he's a he's a big inspiration there is another guy called philip hudas he is i think from prague Okay. And he also does amazing work. His uh, Instagram is hood as so h double o d a s s, and his work he also does cinema for the octane. Nice. So yeah, these two guys have been a big uh, impact on me. All right. Um, yeah. So to wrap it up. you know a lot of us uh, architects are architecture students are, are very confused about what they want to do with their careers right so you had right. quite a career yourself so what advice would you give uh, to young architects and architecture students i think being confused is a part of the process hmm. so don't take it too seriously uh, maybe initially just go along the flow and uh, along the way just uh, look for things that you really like and uh there will be a moment when you will question yourself that you know <clears throat> what i'm doing is it really good or, or if i want to change my field and then try to grab on to these things that you like you know and really just dive deep into them because we know so many architects who have left architecture and have gone on to do really amazing things mm-hmm. in other fields uh because i think architecture like they call it like the mother of all arts you know mm-hmm. so it kind of uh, lays down this foundation for your next journey mm. i mean if it is not in even if it is not in architecture so uh just yeah like you know uh try to enjoy your process as much as possible uh, like don't get trapped in confusion so much like just accept that it is part of the process and you know just enjoy uh also like i wish i could say like just start focusing on one thing as early as possible but i never myself did that so mm-hmm. uh so i don't know if i could recommend that maybe it is a good way that you know i mean some people are really lucky that they really uh like find their direction very early in life which is amazing but i feel architects are late bloomers mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like uh i mean the field is so vast that you don't really uh, like find your position in that you know very easily so yeah i guess it just takes time so just go along the flow uh, yeah i mean learning 3d is a big asset hmm. uh, and you cannot do without it uh, i mean again uh, you also have revit yeah exactly i was so, going to talk about that bim right yeah bim uh, in the western world it's it's a it's it's mandatory very much like i mean if you are seeing yourself going outside of india then yeah you definitely get into it but again it's not a design software it's more of a working drawing software yeah yeah so just again they, that will depend upon what your direction is going to be whether you want to you know you see yourself as a designer or somebody else you choose your 3d software based on that sketchup of course is 
quite popular and but uh, i won't recommend it a lot because mm. uh, it has some limitations like severe limitations mm. so yeah rhino rhino is the best one just go for that and now even blender right yes blender uh, blender is very similar to 3d max okay way. but as i said it's it's completely free again youtube is an amazing uh, learning resource Uh, use it to the maximum i think in india now we have a good very good internet connectivity so nobody should uh, use that as an excuse uh, yeah 3d is just very important you cannot do it without it today now sudesha awesome all right thanks amit that was a great session i'll just uh, ask you a brief uh, we'll have the quick fire round now i'll ask you a bunch of questions and you could give brief answers yeah definitely all right so which book has inspired you the most uh there's this book by steven pressfield called war of art mm-hmm. and it basically talks about mm, a journey of an artist or or a creative minded person you know in achieving their goal and it really helped me in my in my journey so far where do you get your inspiration from i mean uh, or are you inspired by any certain architect or personality Yeah I think my heaviest inspirations are Louis Kahn and Le Corbusier okay. uh and uh apart from that also I like to study works of a lot of contemporary architects like uh, Valerio Ligotti Parozzi Vega there is this Argentinian architect uh, Luciano Crea uh, there are just so many <laughs> so many good just study all of them Yeah it's awesome right uh, the more you study you you become better as an architect right Oh yeah it's very important i think i i dedicate one day a week just to study just look at other people's work and uh, there are many ch- good chinese architects coming up uh, you have wang shu then you have vector architects then you have azl uh, arch union utopia there's mm-hmm. so many good coming up yeah just uh, if you are aiming to be a good architect study other people's work are you a big fan of japanese architecture as well oh yes uh, a lot uh, but you know i really like to work in concrete so yeah i really follow tadawando uh, kenzo tange <clears throat> yeah those are my favorites all right which mo- movie would you consider your best oh <laughs> <clears throat> i like these uh, movie with like very strong storylines so this is one movie called man from earth oh yeah, yeah. Like that was really an amazing movie yeah Yeah, one of my favorites. I watch it like frequently, just you know, to get my thought process going again. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, very good movie. I, I like that the most. Yeah. Yeah, I think as archi- architecture students back in school, we used to watch a lot of movies and uh, series, right? Oh yeah, uh, actually that was uh, one of uh, we had a very good professor in JJ, uh, Mustansi Dalvi, and he would show us good movies, very interesting movies, and. Yeah, that really got into got me into this in like different kind of movies. Nice, nice. Uh, which city would you consider your favorite? Uh, I have lived in Mumbai, of course, London, Shanghai, and now Vancouver. Uh, I miss London the most. Yeah, okay. for just for because the cultural uh, diversity and like just the where variety of experiences it offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shanghai was a time where I. Uh, spend my most uh, like the good maturing years you know 25 to 30 mm-hmm. when you really start to understand things 
I spent it there. So yeah, like it's between Shanghai and London. Yeah. All right. Uh, what does a daily routine in your life uh, look like? Oh, I'm a lazy person. I'm. <laughs> I don't get up that early. Uh, do an hour of exercise and then uh, just sit down and work. Uh, and till my wife comes back home from her work at 6 p.m. And then, you know, uh, cook a meal together and watch some TV. Uh, I wish I could spend 12 hours, but, you know, family is also important. So, yeah, I make sure I spend time with my family. I also have a, I have a dog and two cats. So, you know, walking oh, wow. the dog is also a big part. So, yeah, uh, I think I look at my weekly routine because, of my you know, my time level of my project is a week more than my daily routine. So, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, Amir. I think that was a very uh, informative session and also eye-opening for a lot of us. Um, what's the best way our listeners get in touch with you apart from Instagram? Uh, well, yeah, Instagram is the best way. Just uh, message, like DM me on Instagram and, you know, I'll be happy to have conversations with people. All right. Uh, before I let you go, you did uh, speak about, you know, the architectural education system uh, not being up to the limit. So uh, my last question to you would be uh, what uh, what do you feel could be improved and uh, how do we uh, become as good as the uh, schools overseas? Uh, I can talk about JJ because, you know, that I have experienced firsthand. Hmm. Uh, I think there was a lot of uh, conversation going on back then only about making it an independent institution mm. rather than attached to the Mumbai University. Mm. I think that would be the right way. Uh, you just need to give independence to these uh, institutions and I think they can craft their way to, uh, you know, to, to be good, like good institutions because right now it's all like more depended on what the, you know, uh, technical education body is deciding for them rather than the architectural institutes deciding it for themselves. So because these, these are technical bodies, they decide the syllabus for the entire city or the entire yeah. state. And that kind of gets generalized for everybody. So an architecture is always this like neglected field, like the medical and engineering comes first. Yeah. So they are never really, you know, in a, in a hurry to like, or like they don't never feel this urgency to take care of architectural education. So I think these uh, all these institutions just should be independent and you know, uh, like make their own way. I think that's the best way to begin with, because like otherwise it's just like government institutions and you know they they really like. I mean we all know how the government institutions are in India. So yeah. and I feel like five years is too long, also, right? Uh, <clears throat> no, I think it's okay. The fires is okay. I think that's like a global norm in architectural education. Hmm. There's fires everywhere. But I feel maybe they should have a more, uh, maybe one year of uh, professional working. I think in India and Mumbai, at least we had a six months of professional practice. I don't know about other states. But yeah, it could be more and it could be maybe early, you know, because I think... Uh, if, if if it is in second year, for example, I think uh, students will have much more quick grasp on things because uh, like we all, I think, experience that uh, when we start working, we feel that, oh, you know, like this was never taught to us in school. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so I think if you have the <clears throat> the like internship or the professional practice much early in the education, I think that will mature students very fast. All right. I'll, I'll just plug this question somewhere in between. Um, what advice would you give? There's a lot of people migrating to different countries like Canada, Australia, uh, New Zealand, right? So what advice would you yeah. give to architects uh, trying to migrate to Canada? Uh, as I said earlier, I think if you want to migrate or do it very early, maybe just you know do your master's here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that will be the best way mm-hmm. because then you're already like becoming part of the system. Uh, if you like do your master somewhere else and then come here, then it's going to be tricky to get into the system because mm-hmm. everybody is like trying to protect their own uh, population first, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, like protecting their own architects. So it's better to be part of that system as early as possible rather than, you know, fighting your way in later. So, yeah, just consider doing your master's here. There are many good universities here. I think that would be my best advice. You've been listening to the Ak Young Podcast. We're still building the community. Please share this knowledge with someone you know who could benefit. Just send them to akyoung.com where you'll find our free newsletter and for more podcast episodes. Search for the show on any major podcasting platform. Don't forget to subscribe where you're listening right now. And if you liked it, leave a rating or review.